Zach Blackerby, Lindsey Crosby here with you. Joined now in studio by Megan McGowan Crouch, Auburn City Manager. How are you? I'm doing well, Zach. How are you? I'm good. Your first meeting in this role was uh, was a quick one. It absolutely was. We had a pretty light agenda. Our uh, agenda for the second meeting in February will be uh, quite robust compared to this one. Yeah. Short-term rentals is on that one, right? Absolutely. Yeah, there we go. Short-term rentals and a number of <laughs> exciting topics in the city of Auburn. Well, at least they gave you a week to kind of <laughs> get used to things. <laughs> Fortunately, I think I was looking back, and I think I ran six council meetings in my tenure as a sure. city manager, so that was nice. And if I'd been sitting at them my entire career with the city of Auburn, uh, watching and observing, I'd be worried if I if I had any issues running a council meeting. Uh huh. Sure. Sure. All right. So last night, uh, let, let's start with committee of the whole. I know it was a very light agenda for committee of the whole as well. Yeah, it was just a West Pace Village Improvement District, which is where the West Pace development is. It's it's a district that's established by state law, and we just appointed some board members to that improvement district. Improvement district, and it's pretty routine matter. Yeah, I think Mayor Anders said there were. Two seats available, and there were two applications, so it's pretty that, straightforward, that's right? And yeah. I think one confusing thing about that board, it's the only board that we have, and the, the city council's only role is to appoint board members. It has no authority over that board. So um, per state law, you can have people from basically anywhere that, that can belong to that board, and that has to do with repaying debt and other things that the, the board handles. And so uh, the council went on and approved those, and then we had a light discussion on committee of the whole. Councilperson Griswold was interested in discussing at a future meeting, uh, having some different things go on with citizens' communications and the council's interaction with them. So that'll be discussed at Committee of the Whole likely on March 2nd. He wants changes to that as far as like what happens in a council meeting well, moving forward? It's about the whether the council has dialogue uh, with, with citizens during the council meeting, and, and they typically have my entire career. And actually, during council meetings, when we're in the council chambers, and I think part of it is we've been out almost a full year, Yeah. Uh, citizens are handed a sheet of paper that, that talks about citizens' communications and makes it clear the council will may ask them questions, may have dialogue with them, or may assign whatever their concerns are to staff. And so I think that's something that we'll work toward getting out on our website as we continue in Zoom. I, I foresee... You know, obviously the governor extended her order, so we'll be probably through February and into early March, and th that covered the first meeting in March. So I still think, you know, it depends on what the governor is doing, what the council will decide. Mm -hmm. Has citizen communications changed that much from in person to what it is on Zoom now? I would say the only thing that's changed is we had some citizens during what we call Citizens Open Forum last night. They were talking about short-term rentals because it was up and coming. Sure. I would say because we're not in council chambers, while we've had some citizens' communications, we've had le less. And I think some of it is some people want to go look at the council, you know, physically in the same room. Sure. And say what they have to say. But it never stops that if anybody's got an issue at any time, if they'd reach out to the staff, and, you know, any phone number in the city, we're going to get them assistance and get their questions answered. And that's what we're here for. I don't want anybody to ever feel like they need to go to a council meeting to get action on something. If uh, they would reach out to the staff or me directly, then we'll we'll get it addressed. Sure. All right, let's move into uh, the city council meeting starting at 7 o'clock last night. What were the first few uh, things discussed? You know, there? we just had a number of things on the consent agenda. You know, we did some employee recognitions, which we typically do, and employee of the month, and it's been nice on Zoom that we've still been able to kind of look after everybody and make sure that we recognize our employees for what they're doing. But I think some interesting things is we sold 
Uh, we declared surplus and sold some of our Ford Explorers that police use that are high mileage. We sold those to the city of Tuskegee directly. Cool. And we often do that with, with our public safety equipment. And we want to work with surrounding jurisdictions. And instead of putting that to auction, we just sold it to them for fair market value. And sure. I think that's a good thing. Bought some new lights for police vehicles and, and push bars for 15 new Tahoes that are coming in. Our police have been switching from Explorers to Tahoes. Um, that's a tip for all of you that are curious in the, in the traffic realm. We've got both. <laughs> sure. And uh, probably still a Crown Vic or two in, in the inventory. Uh-huh. And then some other, uh, we're in the midst of constructing a public safety training center at what's known as the old 280 rest stop at the bottle at, at Alabama 147 or North College and U.S. Highway 280. And the first piece of that's going in, which is a, a building that fire used on, on campus during the construction of our public safety building. And they're going to be... Uh, rebuilding a building there out at the public safety training center so they can store equipment and begin to do some fire training up there. We're joined this morning by Auburn City Manager Megan McGowan-Krauss. We will continue our conversation next right here on Auburn Opelika this morning. We are joined in studio this morning by Auburn City Manager Megan McGowan-Krauss. As we recap last night's city council meeting, which you can hear all those council meetings live right here on News Talk WANI. All right, what else was discussed last night that we need to make sure we get to this morning? Well, I know it, it never sounds exciting, but we also purchased with some grant money uh, through COVID and the Department of Justice some personal protective equipment for police, some kits for hazmat purposes, uh, and it's always good to have additional equipment. And then I think a key thing that happened last night, the council chose to honor our now-retired city manager, Jim Buston, by naming a room in what is a new engineering services building. Long ago was the library, and in between was the Public Safety Administration building. They yeah. named a, a big room in the back of that building that will be used for a lot of employee training and community meetings, the James C. Buston III Education and Meeting Center. Awesome. And what's important about that is Jim is big on, on two things in his tenure. He's big on many things, but one of which was always bettering our employees, and I'm a, I'm a big advocate of that, educational opportunities, training. We have a very talented and sophisticated staff. But second, Jim was very, very strong in open and transparent government and public meetings, those kinds of things. So this center will have, when the parking is done at the public safety building, tremendous amount of parking and, and is, a, is a nice place. But it is in the Douglas J. Watson Municipal Complex, which was our first city manager. Gotcha. And it's, it's a room in a building, and it was a nice way the council chose to honor Jim. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think that's great. I, I was talking with Councilman Smith earlier in the show about um, all of the accomplishments that he's done as far as, you know, efficiency and, you know, uh, equipping staff with everything they need. He said very similar things. So, yeah, I think that he makes is, a lot of and sense. I, I think some people read or saw on social media we had uh, to honor Jim. The employees had a parade for him. Those are some drive, cool pictures that yeah, came from that. Yeah, it was kind of like a drive-by birthday party, but it was a drive-by retirement. And, you know, our some of our city vehicles had signs and our employees went by and honked along the way. It's, it's hard in COVID to honor somebody you deeply respect that, that's worked hard for the employees in the city for 25 yeah. years in the middle of COVID. And this is the best way we could find from an employee perspective to honor Jim. And I think he very much enjoyed it. And we did. And our departments did a great job. I love some of the puns, the like uh, folks would come by and like with, with the carts and, and yeah. things like that. I don't remember what any of them were right now, but well, yeah, one, there were one a of few. The, the biggest ones is Jim was our first information technology director, right. and being the incoming city manager of the February one, um, I am a big fan of Apple products, and Jim is not. And so oh, yeah. our, our IT department got Jim pretty good, and 
and hung a sign that had the Apple logo and said, coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> and this is mainly about iPhones, and Jim said that was a dagger to his heart. That's, but, that's hilarious. That's yeah, funny. Our, our employees are a little surprised because that, yeah, I think the, the new city manager, me, has been working on that for a while. Okay. IT. Sure. So. Sure. Anyway, but, you know, moving through, we really had, we relied on ordinances. We established a lot of stop signs and 25-mile-an-hour signs and subdivisions. These are normal. Um, there is no way around doing this per state law, so that is why we have to approve a large number of stop signs and, and uh, speed limit signs that's okay. just required by state law. And then last, uh, we approved an outdoor cafe permit for... Mo, it, well, you know, it's Mo Bay Beignet that's going at 155 North College next to Pita Pit. And okay. that is anytime somebody uses some of the public space in the sidewalk, which we encourage all downtown businesses to do, we have to do a formal lease because of insurance and other things. But it's a dollar a square foot a year. It's not. Sure. Uh, we have to charge a nominal fee by law, but this is mainly about insurance and making sure that we have clearance in the sidewalk from the edge of the area that they're leasing from the city to the back of curb and that we have adequate wheelchair space and so on for ADA purposes. And so we're very excited um, that Mo Bay Beignet is, is coming along and wanted to do this. They're actually doing some work this week that will cause a sidewalk closure in that vicinity, and that, that's a positive thing for downtown Auburn. Okay, that's fantastic. We're joined this morning by Auburn City Manager Megan McGowan-Krauss. We will continue our conversation next. Let's take a quick look. At your uh, forecast, brought to you by Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air, Central Alabama's trusted electrical plumbing and air contractor since 1908, called Dixie, and it's done. Sunny skies today with highs reaching 52. Tonight, clear skies with lows in the low 30s. And tomorrow, your Thursday, partly sunny, high of 58. And tomorrow night, an 80% chance of rain with temperatures dropping to around 53 degrees. It's 33 and sunny in Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County. Zach Blackerby, Lindsey Crosby, we are joined in studio by Auburn City Manager Megan McGowan-Crouch. Did that about do it for last night's meeting? Did we get through everything? It sure did. It was a short agenda. Don't don't get used to that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> We've got a lot going on this spring, and we're fortunate that we do have a lot going on. Yeah, absolutely. One of the big things going on around town right now is really just a collaborative effort, but with what the hospital has done, setting up a bigger space, you know, just over by the mall there. We were talking over the break about, now, a lot of things had to happen, and a lot of things did happen in the span of like a week or just a few days. Kind of walk us through what that looked like. Sure. The hospital reached out to Auburn and Opelika and requested that, that we have a meeting together. They wanted to deliver a large vaccine site, mm -hmm. and they wanted to deliver it uh, right between the two cities to make it as accessible as possible, and they were really looking mm -hmm. in the mall vicinity. So with that asked, the city of Auburn uh, took the bull by the horns in essence uh, there wasn't space on the Opelika side right adjoining the two lines. So we reached out to our local shopping center owners, toured spaces with the city of Opelika. I'm not city of Opelika, I apologize. East Alabama Medical Center gave them some caveats, what it would take to get each space ready to go. And in 24 hours from that meeting, we had made a decision about a space, and the city of Auburn stepped in and leased the space from the shopping center owner, which is the former Tuesday morning space we had to do a lot of logistical things to get the building ready to go. Tuesday morning didn't vacate it that long ago, but it needed some repair. It needed some things shifted. There was racking in there, other things, and our staff moved. That first meeting happened on a Wednesday, and over the, the following weekend, we moved things out of that facility. We had 
a number of local contractors who stepped in and dropped what they were doing to help get sure. ready. We needed to pour mm -hmm. some stairs. We actually added a door. People don't realize the door that you go in was a window. That was completely removed, and a door was installed. A number of things happened in a hurry, and I'm really appreciative of a number of local businesses. We didn't ask them to donate their time, but we asked them to pull off of other jobs they were working on, and they everybody willingly came to the table to make it happen. What does that say about folks involved with this and local community and businesses? And I think all that? It says a lot. People want to be part of the solution. They have felt helpless. This is a pandemic that we've never experienced before, and I certainly hope we never experience it again. It's not over anytime soon, but I think everybody feels like they're doing their part. Um, when I toured the clinic when it opened um, that day, just watching the volunteers light up, people are actually excited for the first time in their life to get a shot. Yeah. And <laughs> They because it gives them some hope that something's going to get a little bit better. And so the volunteers are having a good experience. Everybody's doing their part. The clinic is very efficient. They went from 500 people the first day it was open. They vaccinated over 700 people yesterday. They'll be ramping up to 1,000 toward the end of the week. I realize that EAMC has had some challenges with their software. They're putting a lot of information out on social media and people need to be patient. And yeah. remember that this is for Lee, Macon, and Chambers counties. Now you need to qualify uh, and they put out a lot of information to be a healthcare worker, first responder, 65 and greater, K through 12 school personnel, daycare workers, and volunteers and community at the COVID-19 clinic. But please be patient, everyone. Everybody's doing what they can to get people who want to be vaccinated vaccinated. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I saw in one of EAMC's press releases they're, they expect about 30,000 people that are over 65 in the in the counties that they serve, and so. You look at it, they're doing around 700 a day currently. It's going to go up to about 1,000, like you said. And they put out a release, I think, on one of their social media pages that they've already got 2,700 people signed up in, like, the next five days, something Absolutely. like that. Absolutely, and they're matching up some sign-ups with vaccine availability. And one of the things that was important about getting this clinic open quickly is EAMC has pushed and pushed the state to get as many vaccines as possible. And we want to showcase that Auburn, Opelika, Lee County, EAMC, we're ready to go. We've got the clinic staffed. We've got traffic flow down. I want to make sure if you're going to the site, the police have a, a lane blocked. It's easy to get in and out. We want to make it as safe as possible. There's police and fire officials there. We'll help people in and out of the building. We want to make the experience safe and, and as hassle-free as possible. Sure. And, and local businesses are, are, you know, as far as restaurants and things like that, making sure all the volunteers are fed and things like that as well? They are. The Auburn Chamber of Commerce and Opelika Chambers of Commerce are, are doing work on that to provide meals that's being funded. Some businesses are, are donating or discounting and, and others. Uh, the City of Auburn is definitely um, offered to the Auburn Chamber of Commerce that we will we will pick up what does not get donated from the Auburn side to make sure that we take care of the volunteers that are there, that they are fed. And that's also, I want to also not forget about Southern Union, nursing students, Tuskegee, mm -hmm. um, VCOM, Auburn University, and a number of other folks are stepping in with their students to help deliver the vaccinations. It's great experience for them. But this is a yeah. this is a big effort of a lot of different partners in our area so that so that that space that the the city leased mm -hmm. out it was for 60 days with an optional extra so 30? we actually leased it for 90 days because okay. i'm an optimist and decided that you know maybe this thing would run longer than 60 days i really want to thank market square shopping center and the shopping center group who helps manage that when i when i gave them a phone call they said here's the combo to the door look at it we'll lease it to you short term immediately 
they in a in a day had a lease to me that was a very simple lease and you know in the government we can get a little complicated about sure. things. Um, it wasn't something that our attorneys had any issues with and they've been great so I have a 90-day solid lease and then 30-day extensions as okay. long as it's not leased to another tenant what we don't want to do is keep them from long-term leasing it and we actually had looked at the office max space because it's a little bit bigger but they actually have that lease and so they cannot gotcha. offer that to us but we're, we're grateful to them as well and big lots and other tenants in the center pivoting with us we're also trying to keep their parking free so please don't be afraid to go to big lots and the other businesses in the center there's plenty of parking so wh why 90 days is that just kind of what the projection is where a lot of the uh, enough folks will be served locally yeah, with the, the vaccine initial by ask then? was 60 days and like I said being an optimist and and hoping that that plenty of vaccine is is available for a longer period of time i wanted to have the facility if people are used to going to this spot i want to make sure it's available but sure. I, the hospital's initial ask was 60 days sure well uh, the city's done a fantastic job i mean i think a lot of the local folks um you know throughout lee county and even the surrounding counties have done a good job handling all of this it's nice to see and you, know, you talk about the feeling of optimism it seems like it's starting to trend in the right direction. That's just kind of the feeling, right? It is, and, and, you know, people want to get back, and nobody wants to talk about new normal. I think whatever normal becomes, this just gives them a little bit of hope. And I also yeah. think for our businesses in the area and every everybody who's been doing this, this is critical to our economy and our quality of life in the area, too, is that things start to happen. So we're, we're very grateful and I, this is a, a great clinic, and I, again, apologize about some software glitches, but EAMC is getting that straightened out, yeah. and people just need to continue to be patient. Absolutely. Megan, thank you so much for your time this You're morning. You're welcome. That's Megan McGowan-Crouch, Auburn City Manager, joining us this morning. Lindsay, good show. Let's do it again tomorrow. I think we should. We'll be back at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. Have a fantastic day, everyone, and get back to work.